0: chapter number seventy five of floyd's flowers by silas x floyd this librivox recording is in the public domain a little child shall lead them it is truly astonishing what a boy can do when once he has made up his mind to do his best dr len g broughton the famous pastor of the tabernacle baptist church atlanta georgia in a little book which he calls the modern prodigal has told a very pathetic story about a little boy. It is so true to life and so typical of what a black or white boy may do under similar circumstances if he only decides for the true and the right that I have decided to reproduce the little story in this book. It is well worth reading. Dr. Broughton says, Not long after I entered the ministry, I went to a certain town to hold a series of meetings. It was one of these good old southern towns the inhabitants of which banked on aristocracy and fed their souls upon the glory of departed days they had never known what it was to be spiritually worn the first night i was there i preached to a great audience it was in my early ministry when i made many propositions the first one i made that night was for anyone to stand who wanted prayers offered for their friends as soon as i made it a little boy got up and walked out in the aisle where he stood looking me square in the face i said god bless you little man and he sat down then i asked anyone who wanted the prayers of god's people to rise that boy got out in the aisle again and looked me in the face and again i said god bless you i asked if there was anybody present who was willing to accept jesus that boy stood up again and looked me in the face and again I said God bless you nobody else stood up that night and I began to think I had struck about the hardest and coldest crowd I had ever run up against the next night I preached as hard as I knew how to sinners and when I finished I asked anybody who wanted to be prayed for to stand up the same little rascal popped out into the aisle as he had done the night before and stood looking at me until i saw him and said god bless you i thought i'd vary the thing a little so i asked if anybody present was willing to come forward and give me his hand as an indication that he would accept jesus that same boy came shuffling out of his seat straight down the aisle and gave me his hand i saw smiles on the faces of some in the congregation nobody but the boy showed an interest and i went off somewhat disheartened the third night i preached and when i asked all who wanted prayer to rise that boy popped out into the aisle the people had begun to regard this as a joke and they nudged each other with their elbows while a broad smile flared from one side of the house to the other when i asked anybody who was willing to accept jesus to come and give me his hand that boy came and the congregation smiled broader than before after the meeting the deacons came to me and told me that the boy must be stopped he was a half idiot and was throwing a damper on the meeting i said stop nothing how are you going to throw a damper on an ice-house For the whole of that week, that boy was the only person in the house who showed any interest in the meeting. Then he wanted to join the church. The pastor was absent, and I was to open the doors of the church. The deacons came to me and said I must not receive that boy, as he didn't have sense enough to join the church. I said, look here, brethren, I won't take this responsibility on my hands. I'm going to put that boy on you, and if you choose to reject him, his blood be on your hands. At the conclusion of the morning service, I invited all who wanted to unite with the church to come forward. That boy came. I asked him if he had accepted Christ for his personal Savior. That's all I ever asked. He said he had. Brethren, I said, you hear what this boy has to say. What will you do with him? an ominous silence fell on the congregation after a time from way back by the door I heard a muffled and rather surly I move he be received another painful silence followed and then from the middle of the church I heard a muffled I second the motion when I put the motion about a half dozen members voted aye, in a tone so low that it seemed as if they were scared I gave the boy the right hand of Christian welcome, awaiting baptism, and then dismissed the congregation. The next day, the boy went out to see his old grandfather, a man whose whitened head was blossoming for the grave and whose feet were taking hold upon the shifting sands of eternity. Grandfather, he said, won't you go to church with me tonight and hear that preacher? we always feel kindly towards those who are afflicted you know and are willing to please them so the old man agreed to go that night I saw the boy and the old man sitting away back by the door when the sermon was finished one of the members of the church arose and said I have a request to make we have with us tonight Mr. Blank one of our oldest and most respected citizens but he is out of Christ I want special prayer offered for this, my special friend. With that, he laid his hand upon the head of the old man, down whose furrowed cheeks the tears were streaming. The next night, I saw the old man sitting about halfway down the aisle. When all who wanted to accept Jesus were invited to come forward and give me their hands, I saw the half-idiot boy coming down the aisle, leading the old man by the hand. That little boy's father kept a saloon. The following day the child went there, and climbing up over the high counter, he peeped down upon his father and said, Papa, won't you go to church with me tonight to hear that preacher? You get out of here, child, said the father. Go out of here. Don't you know you mustn't come in here? Strange, strange how fathers will keep places where their children cannot go. But Papa, continued the boy, won't you go to church with me tonight? yes i'll go but you get out of here that night the man came with the half idiot boy and sat about where the old man had sat the night before when i asked all who would accept jesus to come forward he walked down the aisle and gave me his hand he asked if he could make a statement and when i said yes he faced the congregation and said my friends you all know me and I want to say that so long as I live, I will never sell another drop of whiskey, for I have given my heart to God tonight, and from this day forward I propose to serve him. The meeting warmed up at last. The town was set on fire for God. Every saloon keeper was converted, and every saloon was closed. The feeling spread, and a saloon seven miles in the country were closed, and the keeper was converted to God. At the close of the meeting, I sat on the front seat and saw the pastor lead three generations into the baptismal waters. The old man in the front, his son behind him, and at last in line, the little half idiot boy. The only mistake that was made, to my mind, was that the boy who had led the others to Christ should not have been first in line. Where is the little half idiot boy now? He has grown much brighter within the last few years, and is now going to school. He says he wants to be and will be a missionary. What a lesson for the young today! Persistent, self-surrenderer, ever doing the best we can, is a never-failing way that leads to victory. End of chapter seventy-five.